guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So continuing this idea of what the Savior taught yesterday about how to be real and authentic, in that, he teaches a little bit about how to pray properly. And just like yesterday with this idea of trying to show off how awesome and spiritual you are, you get into verses 5 and 6 of Matthew chapter 6 where it says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites, the, the play actors like we talked about. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door pray to thy father which is in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly we again we talked about that yesterday one of the things i like about that there's a little principle right there it talks about entering into your closet to pray there's a cool cross reference it takes you over to alma 33 and into alma 34 where it talks about praying in your closets and and really when i look at that i don't think it matters where you pray i think that you pray matters i know for me personally kneeling by my bed is not not the most effective way to pray. When I do that, I get tired. I'll lean against the bed and all of a sudden my mind wanders. I don't know if I'm the only one that does that, but my mind tends to wander. So for me, I need to be by myself when I'm going to pray so I can speak openly to my Heavenly Father. That makes it so my mind doesn't wander as much. I know there's some that are different that way. The nice thing is, is there's no right or wrong way or where to pray. The trick is to do it. And sometimes for me, I know personally, I just need to be by myself to really express myself to my Heavenly Father. So I, I do appreciate what it says here about that. So it doesn't matter where you pray, it matters that you pray. And these verses really show us how to pray. You get into verse number seven. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Now I know what you're thinking. You're just like, Derek, it's a good thing we don't use vain repetitions in the church. <laughs> well, many of you know this. Just all you got to do is complete the phrase. Please bless this food that it will. And you're probably like, okay, nourish and strengthen our body. I don't know who started that, but man, that thing is caught on. And we nourish and strengthen all kinds of crazy stuff in the church when we pray for those things. I'm not saying don't do it. It's just sometimes we just go into autopilot mode with that. Here's another one. Help us to take this lesson and apply it into our daily lives. You know, as a seminary and institute teacher for 20 some odd years, I've heard that many, many times. And I've, and I've seen that. And there's nothing wrong with that phrase, but I've also seen people say that and then do absolutely nothing to facilitate that. So help us take this lesson and apply it into our daily lives. And then we do nothing about it. Here's another one. Please help those that aren't here this time that they'll come next time, right? I had a friend of mine who was teaching seminary uh, in uh, like a juvenile detention facility um, where, you know, he kind of had a captive audience for lack of a better term. Um, but he said that there was one kid who got up and he said, please help those that aren't here this time that they'll come next time. So if there's people out there committing crimes and doing so, make sure they're in here. I thought that was kind of humorous. And one of my favorites, please bless that when the time comes, 
you know, we may travel home in safety and whatever like that there. So again, there's nothing wrong with these phrases. Repetition in prayer is not offensive to God. If that were the case, then we would not be using prayers for ordinances like our sacrament prayers and, and so forth. It's the vain repetition where you're just up there using big $20 words trying to make yourself look good. We all tend to do that at times. And I think it might be one of the reasons we freak out when people ask us to pray in public. It's because all of a sudden we think that people are going to judge our words. And some of the best prayers I have ever heard have just come from the heart from people who don't care what other people think about them. And that becomes a wonderful experience of prayer. I've seen it happen many times with seminary students who maybe don't have a lot of experience or new converts or people who aren't members of the church who are just more concerned with worshiping God rather than showing how awesome they can sound using big words and flowery phrases. That's not what it's all about. And so I love how the Savior teaches that as well here. Verse number eight is a great one as well. Be not therefore like unto them, these hypocrites, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. One of the things I would recommend doing here, and I've linked this in my scriptures, to the Bible dictionary under prayer. Oh, there's so many wonderful things about prayer and why we pray and how to pray and that connection between us and our father in heaven. One of the coolest things in this, and we could go through this for days, but just a little phrase here. As soon as we learn the true relationship in which we stand toward God, namely God is our father and we are his children, then it once prayer becomes natural and instinctive on our part. And it references up to Matthew 7 as well with this. Many of the so-called difficulties about prayer arise from forgetting this relationship. Prayer is the act by which the will of the father and the will of the child are brought into correspondence with each other. The object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is already willing to grant, but that are made conditional on our asking for them. Blessings require some work or effort on our part before we can obtain them. Prayer is a form of work and is an appointed means for obtaining the highest of all blessings. And then I love how Jesus gets into the Lord's Prayer. Now again, a lot of people will use this word for word, and yes, it can become a vain repetition, but even just things like learning how to address Heavenly Father. You know, verse number nine, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right out the gate, you're expressing to Heavenly Father, how wonderful he is. And again, it's not like he needs to hear that. It's not that he's just sitting up there going, oh, people, tell me how wonderful I am. That's not what it is. It is us acknowledging our relationship with our wonderful, loving, merciful, kind Father in heaven. That's a great way to start off. And as you go through the Lord's Prayer, and this is something you can study out on your own, there's some great things where the Lord really shows people how to pray. You know, there's a wonderful talk I would recommend reading. It's from Elder Joseph B. Worthland. It is from March of 2004, Ensign, and it's called Improving Our Prayers. Look at this quote right here. Do your prayers at times sound and feel the same? Have you ever said a prayer mechanically, the words pouring forth as though cut from a machine? Do you sometimes bore yourself as you pray? Will prayers that do not demand much of your thought merit much attention from our Heavenly Father? 
Father. When you find yourself getting into a routine with your prayers, and it's so easy to do that, step back and think. Meditate for a while on the things for which you are really grateful. Look for them. They don't have to be grand or glorious. Sometimes we should express our gratitude for the small and simple things, like the scent of the rain, the taste of your favorite food, or the sound of a loved one's voice. So just a few things to remember in these verses about how to make it so our prayers are a little bit more meaningful. Because again, as Christians, as members of the church, this is foundational to us. And so I like the reminders here in Matthew chapter 6 to help us remember how to pray properly. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.